Amen. The message you're going to hear this morning, God has prepared over a lengthy time, but was written and, and put together in the last 24 hours. We're going to take you on a, on a bit of a journey this morning, so it's a little different, but I want you to bear with us. This past week, on Wednesday morning, I was spending time in prayer. And that's what I would like to share with you in the beginning. My heart is heavy for those in darkness to your work and word, Lord. I pray for your light to dispel the darkness, to cast off the evil one, to open eyes and minds and hearts. I pray for mercy for those who are lost in themselves. I pray for those who are lost but seeking you. Lord, allow me to participate in your work. Allow me to be your hands and feet in this world. But Lord, you are not a God of confusion. Yet things around me seem to be confusing. And this is what the Lord said to me. The only confusing thing around you is the other voice. The voice of the enemy that speaks doubts and fears into you. Stop being distracted by the enemy. Look to me. Hear only my voice. Don't let the other voices become static so that confusion can gain a stronghold. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I pray for fruit of our labor. And yet I see all of the same. Will we ever see a harvest, Lord? Will you allow us the privilege and the opportunity to reap a harvest? This is what he replied. Would you continue to labor for me? If I answered no, you will not see a harvest. What is your motivation for your labor? Do you love me? Do you trust me? And as I sat there in my prayer corner, I was looking out my backyard, and there on the edge of the pool was one of those lizards that runs across the surface of the water. And I was watching it, and it would jump in the water, and it would try to run, and it couldn't do it, so it ran back to the edge of the pool. And it kept doing it three or four times. And then on the floor in front of me was a kitten. And she was trying to play with this toy, and she was falling over every time she tried to swat at it. And she just couldn't figure out how to be a kitten. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, they are still trying to figure out what makes them them. They don't understand the power within, 
within them to be all that I have designed them to be. They are learning. My people need to understand that they are learning too. You are learning about my power in you. The power in you to make you who I have designed you and called you to be. Focus on my spirit. Focus on my power within you. And the confusion will quiet. And direction and purpose will become clearer. As I continued to pray throughout my day, my heart was heavy. It was heavy for people stuck in darkness, for people lost in the world but seeking answers. And throughout that entire day, the story of the Israelites escaping Egypt and being chased by Pharaoh kept coming into my mind. And so I spent almost that entire day praying for mercy and for openness to God's plan, whatever that might be. Debbie? So Kristen and I journal daily. I'm going to read a portion of my journal that I've been praying at the beginning of the week and the end of last week. God, how can we help others see your hand in the things going on at this church? I hate to see and hear the people so discouraged, feeling so beat up. It's breaking my heart. Even our people are getting weary from all of this. God clearly answered me. With my child, it's not your job. I'm already doing it by the joy and the hope that you exhibit. Keep reminding them that things are, they see things through their human eyes, not how I see things. When Moses stood and parted the seeds, did he trust me? Trust me. Things will not be how you see them. I have a greater plan than you can fathom. The whole time I'm hearing him, I'm hearing the song, God Who Moves the Mountains. It just kept coming to my head, coming to my head the whole time I was journaling. I responded with, God, I trust you, but I feel like I'm alone sometimes. I know I see things differently than some of the people. I just don't know how to make them see you in the middle of all of this. What do I do to feel joy in the midst of turmoil? How do I help them? He clearly responded again with, remember Moses, just trust me. I will show you all things that you cannot imagine. Ministry is going to look so different than what you picture. Stop looking for earthly fixes. Keep your eyes on me. Keep sharing your hope. I have given you a partner in Kristen to strengthen and fortify you. Lean on each other when all seems strange and scary. You are not alone. I am with you. 
I'm afraid of letting you or our congregation down, God. Our friends at First Church, help me be strong in you. He replied with keep trusting and leaning. You're exactly where I put you. You're exactly where I want you. I know that times are scary, but you guys need to understand that we go through them too. Sometimes fear grips us, but God always speaks when we listen. Listen to him. Things are going to change. They're not how we see them, but they're how he sees them. After these moments of prayer, separate but similar, on Thursday evening this week, we received an email. The email informed Pastor Debbie and myself that it was clear that Sawgrass Community Church was committed and invested in the vision of God that God has given them. And at this time, First Church is embarking on a renewed vision with a new pastor. They have decided that they will no longer pursue their proposal for us to join them. We have also been given 90 days from yesterday to vacate the premises. I don't need to tell you how we felt receiving that email. You don't need to know how difficult it was to read those words. It was a surreal moment for us. And so the, the questions that are raging through your minds right now, the hurt and the pain that is, is in your soul right now, we understand. We get it. But this is just the beginning of the story. Like every challenge that God puts before us, it is never an ending. It is always a beginning. Now, as we've told you throughout our many-year journey, we have kept the state office informed of all that we do and all that we go through. And so we have kept in constant communication with the state pastor, Pastor Ken. And so we filled him in on this news. We forwarded him the email to keep him up to date. This was what he wrote back. Sawgrass Church is being seen in their passion, is being seen in their calling for sure. That is affirming, and that is powerful. You have to tell your body that. On the other hand, he said, it does stir questions, and it stirs up anxiety. Your calling now is the foundation. 
The Lord has called you and told you that this season is to prepare you as leaders and as a body for future ministry and future people. So now that word from the Lord must become the definitive word. This is the season that the evil one wants to steal from you and wants you to abandon it, give up on it. Do not let him steal the destiny that the Lord has for you. And then he continued. As you approach the where to meet, the prayer is empowered by the calling and the words that the Lord has spoken to you. It will be intriguing to see how the Lord moves now. Pay attention. These are his words. To open the Red Sea before you. When it can surely seem like you have no place to go. And Pharaoh is coming from fast behind you. Did you catch that? He continued. This is a calling foundational moment. You are prepared for this. And the Lord will lead you in even greater. He will establish his presence in you and through you. We declare with you that the Lord has spoken blessing upon you. No one can steal that blessing. And so we will hold it with you. And in the future, we will celebrate how the Lord both spoke and how he led you through the Red Sea. You see, here's another pastor halfway across the state blessing us with a message that God had given to both Debbie and I in prayer before the news had even come through. Do you catch the sovereignty and the majesty of God in that moment? It's unbelievable. And this was just the beginning of what God was going to show us. And so I responded to Pastor Ken. I, I was in amazement. I shared with him my journal entry in the reference to Pharaoh in the Red Sea. And I filled him in on how God had spoken to Debbie and myself with that same biblical story. He responded again. He said, my friend, that stuff is off the charts. What an amazing opportunity to walk in calling. What an amazing opportunity to experience God's heart for those who resist, even when you can't tell them that you're praying for them. That is indeed holy invitation to sacred trust with the Father. That is high-scale stuff. This is crazy good stuff, he wrote. Crazy good stuff. You see, we have this look at, oh, goodness, what are we going to do? And here's this pastor looking from the outside saying, do you understand how amazing this is? Do you not see God's hand at work in your body? Wow. And it's still just the beginning. 
What Pastor Ken had done, he had shared our story with his state ministry team so that they could be praying with us as well and to show God's hand of blessing in our situation. Let me say that again. He shared our story to his prayer team and his ministry team to show God's story here at Sawgrass Church. What God was doing here, is doing here, was being shared to show the blessing and the work of God to everyone else. Here's how one of those pastors responded when they had heard the story. Oh my, that is so powerful and amazing. What a testimony and vision of seeing the sovereign hand of blessing in the hand of Jesus. What a powerful and life-giving posture to define all future challenges as blessings that will prevail as we move forward in God's calling. Thank you for sharing this story. It has stoked me for a challenge that I face tomorrow, and I will walk in it through my calling. To Jesus we ascribe all glory and all praise. Wow. What God is doing here in all of you is impacting. Did you hear that? You impacted a pastor on the northern part of the state that you have never met, but you encouraged her to face a challenge. Our faith, the work that God is doing in every one of us was a testimony and glory to God moment for her. Wow. The story that Sawgrass Church is living out in ministry and obedience, despite the challenges before us, is making an impact on people, not only across the state, across the nation. That tells us that God is in this and where God is present, there is impact. And we are having an impact beyond this place, this community. You need to recognize what God is doing. You see, troubles and challenges are just a part of the journey. It's what draws us closer to Jesus. It's what makes us stronger in the spirit and in community with one another. Over and over in scripture, we see people face insurmountable mountains. And they need to decide who they will follow. The way of the world or the way of the Lord. Because only the Lord is going to move the mountains. But the enemy wants us to believe that our mountains are insurmountable, impassable, immovable, so that we miss the destiny and the blessing that God has for us. As I was praying yesterday, and I was processing all of this, all that kept popping into my head. Do you remember the Grinch who stole Christmas? 
He mistakenly thinks that he can go down. He can take everything from the people. I'm going to take everything. I am going to steal Christmas. I'm going to take it all. The enemy wants to steal our witness. The enemy wants to steal the glory of God through stealing our witness and our testimony. But I want you to have that visual. Can you play that clip for us? I mean, they're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry, Boo-hoo. That's a noise, grin the Grinch, that I simply must hear. He paused, and the Grinch put a hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. He started in low, then it started to grow. This sound wasn't sad. What? This sound sounded glad. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. Like the Grinch who stood up on that mountain waiting for the silence of defeated souls. The soul, the sounds of despair. He instead heard the voices of praise. He instead heard the voices of joy because the spirit lived on in the hearts of the people. It wasn't stealable. You couldn't rob it. You see, God has already shown us a glimpse of his spirit and his glory in the responses that we received in all of those emails were in an 18-hour time span. Do you think that God is in this? Do you think that God is moving for impact? The victory and glory of God will not be thwarted. He has a plan And despite our present challenges, he will always reign supreme. Always, every time. We need to be clear that we are in a spiritual battle. Paul wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 6. He said, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. 
You see, this move is a part of God's plan. It's a plan to strengthen and grow our faith, to strengthen us as a body and as a community. It is a plan to reveal his work and his glory. We need to be clear. First church is not our enemy. The people of First Church are not our enemy. They are our brothers and sisters in Christ. But the true enemy is prowling around us like a lion. And he's wanting to divide us. He's wanting to stop us from following in obedience to God's plan. We need to remember that the Spirit of God lives in us, will shine through us, will empower us against the enemy who comes like a thief to steal, to kill, and destroy. God wants us to remember his power that lives in us, the power that gives us the strength to move forward, to move forward in love, with joy, and with anticipation for what he has planned. At the pinnacle of Joseph's obedience in God's plan, he stands before his brothers, and he says to them in Genesis chapter 50, You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. See, our God is in the life-saving business. And as his followers, we too are in the life-saving business. And we will go when he says go. And we will follow where he leads. And right now, for this moment, in this season, he is saying go. He's saying, but don't worry, child. I will move the mountain that you see before you. I will make a way in the wilderness for you. Just wait and see what I will do. Before we moved to this location two years ago, we were faced with a similar scenario. And at that time, I shared with you Isaiah 43, 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And coincidentally, although I don't believe in coincidences, I believe in in God's purposes in all things. There's no such thing as a coincidence. But a person who happened to be in attendance that evening at that service had been a part of the prayer team at the planting of Sawgrass Community Church. And she shared with us that Isaiah 43:19 was a foundational verse in the praying for, in the planting of, in the beginning of Sawgrass Church. Now, in the two years that we've been here in Hollywood, we have witnessed the Lord do amazing and new things. The number of people that we have had the opportunity 
to minister to is higher than I can count on my two hands. It's higher than what Debbie and I can count on our hands together. You know, it takes all of your hands and all of your children's hands to count the number of people that God has allowed us to minister to here in this location. Because we did it together. We did it together as a body that was unified in purpose, unified in faith to the Lord. And now because we have been obedient in those opportunities, he's ready to bless us with more. He stands before us, armed, open wide, saying, I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. He says, I will move the mountains. Do you trust me? Will you follow me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the journey that you have us on as a body, as individuals a journey to grow in you, a journey that glorifies you, a journey that we don't see the end of, we can't even see the next step, Lord, but because we know that you are good and your promises are always fulfilled, Father, we take a step. Lord, give us the courage and give us the strength to take that step so we know over and over and over that you are in it. May you be that light for us, that, that light like you were in the wilderness for the Israelites so that we can follow and we know where you are leading. Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you for everyone here in this room for their faith, for their willingness to serve, their willingness to follow you. I thank you for the encouragement that they are to one another and to me. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.